Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome to our latest Outsports podcast. It is Cinco de Mayo. Jim, you're going to be spending the day with margaritas in Corona? <laughs> like well, they don't allow margaritas in Corona on the copy desk at the L.A. Times, so I don't think so. <laughs> okay, well, Jim Zinski is on, on mute, apparently, so I... Uh, no, I'm here. Yet more technical difficulties with the Outsports podcast. I'm shocked. Uh, well, it is Cinco de Mayo, and uh, I, unfortunately, had shoulder surgery on Tuesday, so I have a bunch of painkillers. I got some Percocet and Hydrocodone. These are all prescribed by my Don't worry. Uh, and actually, he wanted to give me, uh, like, double the Percocet, but I was like, ah, Percocet's pretty strong. Can you just give me, can you give me... <laughs> A little bit of Percocet, a little bit of half the strength of hydrocodone. So I actually asked for l- less painkiller than he wanted to give me. And so I will not be drinking any margaritas or Corona tonight for Cinco de Mayo. Bad combination with the painkillers. But I'm sure and Jim's going to tie one on and get totally trashed tonight for Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, Jim? Oh, you can hear me. Okay. I was on before. Boy. I... I <laughs> It is like a comedy of errors with this podcast. I don't know. We, we're going to have to figure out something else to do because uh, I can't hear a word Jim's saying. He probably can't hear me. You can't hear I me? Wonder. I wonder. I feel like, you know what? I listen to Howard Stern a lot. Even Howard Stern has technical difficulties all the time. So, well, uh, the so problem. I'm going to uh, to chalk it up just to te- technology and, 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 and not our fault. Not entirely our fault. I think it's probably a little bit our fault. Uh, anyhow, so Jim does not drink a heck of a lot of alcohol, so I I I I, I asked that question in jest because I can't imagine that he's going to be drinking anything tonight. Uh, Jim, you there yet? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay, now we can hear you. Good. Yeah, I've been on. I've Very been on good. the entire time. So we'll go figure. Yeah, like I said, I couldn't hear anything you said. So whatever. <laughs> It's just the continuing saga of the Outsports podcast and the problems that we have with. I don't know. I I I can't imagine that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what we could possibly be doing wrong. But I also can't imagine that Blog Talk Radio has these technical issues on a regular basis the way we have them. So I don't know. I don't know. Something's wrong. Anyhow, you are not going to be getting drunk tonight for Cinco de Mayo. Neither am I. And here we are with the Outsports podcast. Exactly. Uh, well, today we're, today we're going to talk a, a, a bit about uh, things that happened several years ago. A couple of guys, in one in the NFL and one in the NBA, some old tweets of theirs got dug up by some um, investigative readers, and uh, some anti-gay and homophobic comments got made. Wendell Smallwood, who, is, who was one of the Philadelphia Eagles draft picks this past weekend, had tweeted out a few years ago about um, the percentage of black men in Philadelphia who are gay, and it was a very high percentage. It was like 75%. Uh, and, and then, Jim, you, you, you came across something from our 
friends at uh, Blazers Edge, uh, SB Nation's Trailblazers blog. And, and, and who was that, and what was he tweeting, and when was he tweeting it? Well, actually, it was a, a guy on uh, that website. I kind of pronounce it Imarju, um, like an image website. Oh, yeah, yeah. Imger, yeah. Imger, yeah. Um, anyway, the guy's name was Jewish Doggy, and it was simply a collection of old tweets from NBA players that he had screen captured. And um, it somehow got the attention of Dave Deckard over at Blazers Edge, which is a great website owned by SB Nation and covers the Portland Trailblazers because one of the players, Al Farouk Aminu, <clears throat> had like several. He said Dave said like 14 to 16, although the that uh, d- uh, Jewish Doggy didn't have that many. Uh, that were, you know, that were of the homophobic variety. We'll give our readers a taste of that. Um, he said, "If you uh, let me dig up, if you got a gay roommate, shoot no. yourself. Bang, bang. I hit the ground. Bang, wow. bang. Wow. Guy has a stroke That's and becomes gay. Wow. Wonder how you can be gay and a virgin. Just seen two guys on one seat bike. Gay, gay, gay. Beware of a dude with wait, a mohawk wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait. I wonder how you can be gay <laughs> on a one-seat bike. It's actually kind of funny. You know, Atlanta <laughs> like has too one. many gays when they have gay hotlines. <laughs> so, um, and so I wrote about well, this. Well, some of these are actually pretty fun. Well, that's what's so weird about it is that. Well, let's let's go back. These were up live when the uh, Jewish doggy posted them, and then when Blazers Edge posted them. Shortly thereafter, because I had done a podcast with Dave, they were live. When I went to write the story later, they had all been deleted. So clearly somebody from the Blazers got to him and said, you've got to take this down. So they're no longer on his site, but they've been screen captured. And these were, the last one was five years ago. So he was 19, he was just turned 21 at the time. Um, And like you wrote about the Wendell Small with the guy from the, the, Eagles, that I don't know what he thinks of gay people now. I mean, he has not posted anything like this in five years. So, and I'm not not giving the guy a pass, except when you look at, I find a little bit of a difference between saying you faggot or something that's harsh versus guys on a single bike, gay, gay, gay. It's not like I think it's, it shows an uncomfortableness with gay people, but it doesn't show this raw sort of hatred. And I'm curious to see what his mindset was when he was 19, 20, 21, and what he feels now. I mean, do you agree? I mean, or is is, is a slur a slur a slur? Well, I don't – he he didn't really use a slur, right? I mean, these, what, what these are are insensitive tweets, right, from both of these guys. They didn't use – I don't see any gay slurs. They're just insensitive. They're just kind of dumb. They show, like you said, just kind of lack of understanding or – um, an uncomfortableness with with gay people or gay issues. So, you know, they didn't use slurs, and I, you know, there are so many different pieces to this. The the biggest one being that they were not only five or six years ago, but when these guys were seventeen to nineteen, they were teenagers, and now they're professional athletes. They've been to, well, I don't know if uh, I don't know if uh, Al Farouk Aminu has been to, to college. Did he go to college? Did he go right to right to the NBA? Uh, I think he went to college. Yes, I don't know exactly yeah. where. Well, either way, they both. I mean, these have been years ago. They're both in their early to mid twenties now, and you know, back when these things were 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 posted, you know, Barack Obama was against same sex marriage. Same sex marriage was illegal in almost every state. 
So the country's changed a lot in the, in, in the, since these guys posted these things. They've changed a lot since they posted these things. So it's hard for me to get too, too upset about them. Yeah, well, it's interesting. It's funny. There was a great uh, – uh, there was a comment on it. One guy said, Al Farouk Aminu seemed to think more about gay sex than I do, and I have gay sex all the time. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's almost like the word homophobia actually is appropriate. It seems like he has what seems to be this – a fascination about it and almost like fear of it because he kept, would post all these random observations like – you know, because he's from Atlanta, you know, and he would see people and – it has this sort of like I'm kind of wondering now is he more comfortable because he's in a city like Portland he's been there for a few seasons, um, but yeah I do think there's a differentiation between that and calling you know someone a fucking faggot you know which is a really kind of it has a real hatred to it um, versus oh that's gay or something but um, talk about the Smallwood thing from the Eagles now he deleted his pretty quickly after correct well as soon as so. The, the problem wasn't necessarily that he posted a, a, a gay comment. It's essentially, I have a 75% of, of, and he used a, a racial slur, 75% of black men in Philadelphia are gay, or something along those lines. And, but he mentioned, the, the, he didn't really have a bunch of anti-gay tweets. He had a bunch of anti-Philly tweets talking about how Philly is a city of losers and he hopes he never has to play there. And, of course, the Eagles then draft him and suddenly <laughs> some people dig into his account and, and within, I think, minutes of being drafted, he very smartly deleted his account. Uh, you know, it, you could go through and try to delete, you know, particular uh, messages, but it was probably best that he just delete the whole darn thing. And... Again, you know, the, 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 these, these tweets were from when he was in high school. I mean, not even when he was in college. He was in high school at the time. He was 17. And who knows what goes through your head when you're 17 years old. You're not thinking, oh, well, the Eagles are actually going to draft me uh, in five years, so I better be careful about what I say about the Eagles. So I don't know. I mean, I, I, I pretty much entirely give Smallwood a pass. I mean, he's a minor when he posted these things. He's been to college, and he's in the pros now. He also addressed them. He, he was asked about them after he got drafted, and he said, oh, that was from an, an, another time in my life. I was much younger then. Uh, I don't believe any of the stuff that I wrote, and, and I deleted the account. So I can, I can easily give him a pass. The, the other one is, uh, is a little tougher because he was in college. He was a little older. But, but again, none of this stuff is really anti-gay. It's just, it's just, it's just insensitive. Yeah, I do think saying homophobic to me is a good overall term because it has it has elements of it. When you say you're going to shoot yourself if you have a gay roommate, um, you know that, <laughs> that's kind of a weird comment right. in of itself. But like you say, he's going to shoot the roommate; he's going to shoot himself. So I thought that was okay. That's yeah, a, right. True. That's a weird yeah. take on it. <laughs> a gay person's going to cause yourself to kill yourself, but um, right. Yeah, but I do but think, he did not. Know, he like, did not commented on it, right? No, and I, I think nobody's asked him about it. I mean, literally, the, the, this was on this one website of old tweets that got picked up by Blazer's Edge, which has a lot of, you know, obviously trailblazer readers. Um, there were other comments on that particular collection. It seems a lot of these NBA players, you know, once you're gay, you know, is Prince gay? These are all, these are all like old, like four or five years old. Um, Doc Rivers' son seems like an asshole. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that guy was was 
was finding about, <laughs> you know, from these people posting. But a lot of the stuff right. was just like gay, if, you know, um, gay stuff. Jeremy Lin getting all that New York pussy, ha, 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 so long gay boy. You know, like this is the stuff. People not in the league anymore. This, these, a lot of you guys aren't even in the league. But it's like this is the kind of stuff right. these players, how, you know, were posting Cayenne Wesh is a gay fish. I mean, so the NBA players seemed obsessed with the whole gay thing as much as he was. Like these random tweets have to do with, you know, who's gay, who's no homo, you know, just left the mall, mall with my, you know, Larry, no homo, you know, that kind of stuff. So right. um, at least yeah, among guys the players. Guys, guys have gays on their mind. They absolutely do. And, and uh it's funny how often they 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 talk about it and 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 they and obviously they I mean if it, if it gets to Twitter, you're talking about this stuff with your friends and saying this stuff a lot. And you know I I said before that that he didn't say any anti-gay stuff. You know now I really I I just kind of looked over these and kind of laughed them off. But you know Atlanta has too many gays when they have a gay hotline. What's what's too many? Like why yeah. why is there too many? And you're right like. Shooting yourself because you have a gay te- a gay roommate—that's pretty. That, that's pretty anti-gay, and so I think somebody needs to ask him about this stuff. Yeah, and I think uh, probably they're in the middle of a playoff series. I mean, probably he hasn't posted anything in about a month, but yeah, he needs to sort of come clean on this because he did delete them. I mean, so he clearly is aware they're there and. Um, it makes you kind of wonder, like, okay, does he still believe this now? And if so, why? If not, why did he? Why did he delete them? He clearly must have to post something like that. You know that it's wrong, correct? Yeah, of course. I mean, you wouldn't delete it if you thought everything's okay, right? Well, or at least, or or somebody told you it's wrong. I mean, absolutely, a handler could have gotten to him or somebody from the team and said, "I don't care whether you think it's wrong or not. You're deleting it." Yeah, but I think this was because of the Blazers' edge. Meaning because yeah, of none of the other – well, a lot of these other players, again, they aren't even in the league anymore, so it's not like it's current players. But they clearly made a story about it, and they got more than 400 comments, so people were very engaged. A lot of people were trying to give him a pass <laughs> because his ancestry is Nigerian, and he plays for the Nigerian what? national team. Oh, because, well, you know, Africa, they tend to be more homophobic, so that was a culture he was grown up, but people pointing it out, he was born and raised in Atlanta. You know, and so it doesn't matter what wow. his culture so, says. The... So if you're, bo- if you're born and raised in Mississippi, then you're allowed to be homophobic and you can say homophobic things. You get yeah, it was along those you're, lines. If you're, was... if you're allowed to be racist, like if you're born in, if you're born in Mississippi, the heart of Mississippi, you're allowed to be racist because that's what you were born around? I mean, that's, the logic is insane. And I think the logic was fans who didn't want to find, who wanted to find a reason to somehow support him. I mean, and it was so twisted. They got a lot. Most of the pushback, most of the comments were about other people saying, well, you know, you can't condone this just because he was, you know, his ancestry is Nigerian. And I, you know, use an example on the, the Blazers Ed podcast. Is it well? Then could a Russian say, well, because my country's now passed a, gay, a law against gays, I could say negative gays against negative stuff against gay people because we have a law against it kind of crazy but well so so no so the question is it's five years later should these guys be held accountable for what they said what they tweeted i mean this they they did t- they chose to tweet these things i mean they went onto the twitter accounts they were up-and-coming athletes they they were in the public eye at the time whether the people saw these tweets or not i mean most of these things from um 
where, where they they weren't ever retweeted or even favorited, but you know, should they be held accountable for these? Yeah, and I think he's going to be asked, and we'll ask him at the worst once at least when the series is over. Like, what is you know, why did you delete these, and do you still feel the same way I gave people? What was your thought process, prospect, you know, process about it? Because he's having a good series. Um, they're losing to Golden State 2-0, but yeah, I do think you need to be held accountable at some point. Even if it's five years old, you could say, hey, I don't feel that way anymore. I was stupid, it was dumb, but I don't think you sort of get a pass on it. So maybe it's not that he need, I mean, held accountable. He just he needs to answer to it. I guess that's the biggest thing. And like yeah, Wendell basically. Smallwood did. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know when we when we tweeted out uh, the Wendell Smallwood thing, um, you know a bunch of people said he was 17. Get over it. it. Was five years ago, and I was like, yeah, I wrote yeah, that's exactly what I said in my piece. Like we're we're not trying to tar and feather the guy. He he deleted the account. He owned up to it. Uh, he admitted it was a mistake, and he said he doesn't think that, and moved on. So we're, we're you know, but but uh, this other guy has got a. I think he's got to at least answer questions uh, about it, and 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 you know, hopefully he answers them well, and and we all move on. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I mean, I, I what I, if he had said something the equivalent like the F word on the court, he'd be suspended. So, you know, th- there are consequences for these things. I just think this guy needs to answer like, why did he say this then? And because there were a lot of them, it wasn't like it was one off tweet. It was yeah. a, a bunch of them, as I read to you. Well, uh, we'll we'll definitely try to get an answer from him, rather than say something about this, or at least give give some kind of insight to why and how and what he thinks. Now, maybe one of the things that we can ask him about is what is going on in North Carolina, because that story just is not going away. And uh, I, I'm sure that you saw Jim that the uh, the, the 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 U.S. Justice Department has sent the, uh, the, the 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 governor of North Carolina <laughs> a letter saying um, we need to know by Monday if you're going to f- go through with this law because if you do, there are going to be major consequences. <laughs> and 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 what's amazing is the governor is is now using this, of course, as a states' rights issue, which will get all the Republicans all excited, saying that well the U.S. the U.S. Uh, Department of Civil Rights has has, has no authority to come in here and tell us what to do. Do you do you think that 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 he'll finally back down with the U.S. Justice Department coming down on him? No, there, this there, he's up for election. He is going to. He cannot back down if he wants to hold the base of supporters for whom this is an issue, um, and they will almost certainly take it to court. Um, you know, they could appeal this to a federal court and they could tie it up because um, there's no way that there's no way I think they'll turn around and switch it. And it's not like the Justice Department's actions could immediately cause them to lose money. I don't think like, you know, Tuesday, for example. But um, it could. I mean, so they're talking about withholding education department funds from the state. I mean, that, yeah, they could that deny they could, you know, deny federal funds or ask a court to do so. And so you ask a court to do so, and you could tie it up a while. But there's no way they're going to back down, because if they back down, then he's definitely going to lose the election, because then you'll have people who support him on this issue who are going to bail on him. Yeah. Well, it, well, it, a couple of things have come up in the last few days with college baseball and, and how North Carolina will be taking – well, of course, the College World Series is center stage for college baseball in, in Omaha and Nebraska. But 
but North Carolina is going to be hosting the ACC uh, baseball tournament. It's going to be hosting the national championship for the NCAA Division II, and it's going to be hosting the national championship for the um, for junior colleges. And somebody who's been on top of this uh, for the last couple of weeks is Jim Prater, who's on the line with us, a, a Clemson grad who is an ACC fan and started a, a Change.org petition to get the ACC to move the baseball championship out of Durham, North Carolina. Jim, welcome to our podcast. What kind of reaction have you gotten from your petition, and how many people have signed it? Uh, well, I haven't checked today, but it's it's been growing steadily, and the, the reaction has been very positive, um, uh, particularly in South Carolina. People understand the uh, the implications of, of uh, moving the tournament and and losing the tournament, uh, as we did in South Carolina back in 2010. So, um, the the folks who are interested in condemning uh, the action in North Carolina with the passage of uh, H2 and codifying discrimination are uh, are adamant about moving that tournament. So is this what it, is this right now a petition? Uh, yes, yes, and we hope uh, the ACC uh, athletic directors and commissioner uh, are meeting next week in Amelia Island, Florida, and uh, we hope to present uh, uh, the request to uh, to move the tournament, as well as the ACC uh, football championship, uh, which will be held in December in uh, in Charlotte. Um, asking that the uh, ACC basketball tournament not come back to North Carolina. Um, and uh, I guess the final request would be that the uh, ACC offices move out of Greensboro. Um, and there are many so other you, – you, uh, I'm sorry. You said you said that you said that they that they've that they've taken action in the past with, with, with South Carolina. What happened with that? Well in uh in two thousand ten well uh, prior to that, um the NAACP uh had boycotted the uh placement of the Confederate flag on the State House grounds as part of the a compromise in two thousand to remove the flag from the atop the state house and uh move it onto the uh onto the grounds. Um and the NAACP boycotted uh that and as a result of that boycott the um ACC tournament baseball tournament was moved uh out of South Carolina and uh South Carolina was not allowed uh, to host any NCAA um championship tournaments for the next uh, uh, 15 years. So, uh, And then in 2010, um, the ACC was going to allow the tournament to be played in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, because they thought there was a compromise uh, that had been reached with uh, Congressman Jim Clyburn and the NAACP. That fell apart at the last minute, and the tournament was moved again to its present location in Durham. Um, we think there's ample precedent uh, based on that, uh, which was, of course, only a 
you know, a boycott by a, an organization. This is this is True. codified discrimination. So there's no question that all of those championships and all of those actions have to be uh, taken immediately. You have 1,100 signatures so far on this change.org oh, petition. Okay. okay. That's uh, that's pretty neat. Uh, that, um, you know, we've been trying to get the word out, so I appreciate the opportunity to, uh, um, you know, to have the opportunity to promote it. Uh, but I guess my question started, is, though, that excuse uh, me, Jim, is that this is the events in three weeks. I mean, they're not going to change it. I mean, they're not going to. Yeah, up, they, they I mean, and so is do. this is this basically making a point because it's not nothing is going to happen. This tournament's going to be held there. That's right. Um, but their con- their contract in Durham for the baseball tournament is for another two years. The contract uh, for the ACC football championship is for another five, and uh, beginning in 2017, when the ACC basketball comes back, the tournament comes back to North Carolina. It's in North Carolina for the next five years at various locations. So, um, you know, the attempt, the, the petition, while it started, uh, you know, aimed at the baseball tournament because that was the first athletic uh, um, uh, tournament and, and championship that the ACC uh, disrupted uh, and, and voided the contract for. So, you know, we we started as a statement, but there's, there's no question that you know the other actions I mentioned have to have to follow. Uh, and and have, have you have you had any correspondence with anyone at the ACC? And you said they they have these meetings coming up. Have you been invited to present to them or talk to them? How uh, are you going to get an audience yet. with them? Not yet, but we're working on. It. Uh, uh, I, we've spoken to, to folks in uh, uh, in athletic offices in uh, uh, three low, three universities uh, in uh, in the ACC um, uh, to to friends of friends, trying to um, if not uh, be invited at least to uh, ensure that. Uh, it becomes one of those topics of conversation uh, for the next agenda. Um, because they'll be, of course, deciding on uh, on championship locations and uh, uh, venues, you know, for, for the out years. So um, the goal is to, to, to make new venues available for all those tournaments that are already scheduled in North Carolina for the next uh, several years. They've got to go as long as uh, uh, that bill remains uh, law in, in the state of North Carolina. Well, Jim, are you yourself? Uh, what, how would you describe your sexual orientation? Uh, I'm I'm an advocate. I'm straight, straight white, older American male. <laughs> so, which so, I think uh, is really cool. But what, what, why is this issue? I mean, what, what resonated with this issue about it that, that caused you to do this? Well, you know, I, my wife and I have been have been active for uh, several years uh, in in um, 
the LBGT community and and have supported causes and were very active in our church uh, um, in in um, uh, encouraging um, gay membership and gay marriage and uh, so it's it's a to me it's an important equality issue. I mean we we cannot claim to be. Uh, free and equal until everyone is and this uh this particular piece of legislation was um you know discrimination of the worst kind and was uh you know intentional <laughs> and mean-spirited and it's got to go and if it doesn't go there have to be repercussions well, here, here. We, certainly appreciate, we certainly appreciate your effort in this. We know the power of sports, and particularly college sports in North Carolina. So, Jim, thank you so much for, for joining us. And, and if uh, you want to sign the petition, uh, just go over to OutSports, and you, it's right there on our front page right now, so you can anybody can find it there and track it down. So thank you so much for your efforts and, and for doing that. Yeah, thanks, Jim. Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity, and uh, let's, uh, let's get those signatures pumping. Yeah. All right. Well, and hopefully it would be great. To, I mean, it would be terrible to see the ACC actually pick new North Carolina sites for future sites, but future tournaments. But hopefully they will uh, they will move some that they've already assigned. Um, but that's all the time we have. I'm sure we'll be talking more North Carolina <laughs> in the coming weeks. This probably isn't going to go away. Uh, Jim, I, I try not to go too crazy tonight for Cinco de Mayo. And, I'll uh, avoid it. <laughs> that's all the time we have. Thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you uh, next week.